Good evening, listeners. My name's Crumbly, and tonight on Staggering Stories, we're going to be discussing war games. Well, actually, I thought it was the war games. No, it's war games. No, 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 no it's definitely the war games. No, it's war games. I'm, I'm sorry, look, I really have to distract you here, but it's the, as gives the importance to the title, the war games. No, I'm talking about the definitive version of yeah, war games. Exactly. The war games. That is the definitive version. Hence the word the. You see, the war games. No, it's war games. Oh, for crying out loud. Are you, are you, are you critically unable to understand this simple concept of the war games? El Presidente, what are we discussing tonight? Uh, is that the one, the space in between war games? I'm not sure. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I, alas, am just Keith. One is one and all alone. Yes. Yes, yes. No yes. ladies tonight, and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> Sorry. We're back to Pornhub again. <laughs> yeah, there was a tragic accident. <laughs> With there a was pro- a herd of murka, and uh, we didn't yeah. all make it, sadly. Yeah, yeah. It was a the- tragic accident involving a time machine and a contraceptive. <laughs> Hopefully we shall be hearing from them soon and in the future. From mm-hmm. beyond the grave. They're not dead, don't worry. <laughs> they are incommunicado. Incommunicado, yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To death. Work- <laughs> working late and various... Um, things. Yeah, yes. things. Anyway, enough of this. War games beside. Here is the news with old Presidente. I am going to hit him. <laughs> Doctor Who news! Oh, yeah. Doctor Who, back! On the 19th of September. Ooh. Prepare yourself for another dose of Capaldi. <laughs> as Doctor Who returns to our screens on Saturday, the 19th of September, 2015. Yay. We've seen a trailer. We've seen a trailer. That is I true. <laughs> that is true for both the UK and the US of A. Mm. Though there is currently no word on other countries. They're not getting it. <laughs> this news, along with the teaser trailer... Ooh, was unleashed at the recent San Diego Comic Con. Unlike last time, this trailer, of course, which we will not otherwise speak of. Yes, we will. No. We're going to discuss it. Oh, yes. Yes, Yes, in in depth. No, You're going to have to go outside the room. It's going to be very difficult because you're going to edit this. Yeah, exactly. You can't talk about it. (laughs) Yes, I did like those bits with Clara and those. Oh, oh, yes, and dangling from the ceiling. Oh, Oh, those the fruit. Upside down. Mm, Very much so, yes. Okay. Has not (laughs) been limited to those of the Comic-Con audience. Capaldi said of this new series, Soaring through all space and time, Series 9 sees the Doctor throw himself into life with a new hunger for adventure. 
The cosmos is there for taking, thrilling, epic and enticing, and here's to playing. But he's almost reckless in his abandon. It's almost like he's running from something. Something that, if it ever catches him, will turn his life upside down. Aye. Ooh. Ooh. Big game of it, isn't it? it? Funding along those lines, yes. So it's definitely good. They've learnt their lesson from last year. Yes. The trailer mm. which nobody else is allowed to see. Yeah, yeah. That was... <laughs> Not that I want to see it myself, but the principle is there. Yeah, the principle. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing, goddammit. It is. And also good that it's a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so that, it seems odd to, was, to want it to be a bit longer till New Who, but it it's was, better than later in the year. It was August yeah. last time, wasn't it? Yeah, the last weekend, mm, last right, few yeah. days of yeah, August. Yeah, so they're slowly, they're slowly pushing it further back into the cold winter evening. Yeah, it's about three weeks later. Where, right? where it was in my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Those cold winter evenings. Yes. It's yes. all those power cuts. Yes, huddling mm. around the candle, yep, trying to warm our hands. Mm. <laughs> Star Wars, The Young Han Solo Chronicles. <laughs> He's going to be a bit older than that. Okay. Mm. The second anthology Star Wars film has been announced with Ooh. yet no name. Ooh. It will feature a young Han Solo and will be directed by the Lego movies Christopher Miller and Phil Lord. It's going to be a Star Wars Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, that would be an idea, that would. Yeah. The film will concentrate on how a young Han Solo became the smuggler, thief and scoundrel that we all know and love. Mm. The screenplay is being written by Lawrence Kasdan, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and his son, Joss Kasdan, Freaks and Geeks and Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Almost right. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? The film is due for release on the 25th of May 2018, after The Force Awakens on the 18th of December 2015, Rogue One on the 16th of December 2016, and Episode 8 on the 26th of May 2017. Hmm. Keeps us busy. One yeah. a year? Well. It's all, it seems to be movie franchises at the moment. Mm, You've got the yes. Marvel cinematic, cinematic Universe, the yeah. DC Cinematic Universe, and this is Disney basically trying to catch in on the same... Mm, all to the tune of Mary, yeah, the Mary Jingling of cash registers. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who they get to play a young Han Solo. I don't know. Um, not they've not done young uh, Harrison Ford's in the past in Indiana yeah. Jones. There, there, like. there has been some discussion of who played Looper, the young Bruce Willis. Oh, oh. Um, Joseph Gordon Bennett. Joseph Gordon. Gordon Levitt. Levitt. Almost <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Bennett, but Gordon Levitt. His name has been tossed into the frame, but Ooh, there's been really? no, but there's been no confirmation yet. Or nay. He's about the same age Harrison Ford was when he did Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I think, no disrespect to him, but he's a little bit too old now. Yeah, said, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. interestingly, yeah. going back in time, that's going to be can't be far off prequel yeah. time period yeah mm. yeah it's just after Revenge of the Sith somewhere around there so maybe his first psychic wasn't a Wookiee maybe a Gungan Could maybe be. it was Jar Jar oh perish the thought <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he pushed him out the airlock <laughs> he smuggled himself on board yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't been able to get rid of him since <laughs> oh we can we can get rid of him nothing better than a standy blaster by your side <laughs> oh you're going back to when you're playing Star Wars Galaxy <laughs> Yeah. More Doctor Who news then? Oh. Time and Lego dimensions in space. Oh, yes. As previously reported, Doctor Who is coming to a Lego set near you soon. Mm-hmm. More than that, the Doctor and Clara, Missy, the Daleks and Simon, are coming to the new shared universe console game, Lego Dimensions. We had assumed that the characters wouldn't be fully voiced, but Peter Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, Nick Briggs will all be lending their voices to the game. Other franchises in the game include Marvel, Back to the Future, Lords of the Rings, Scooby-Doo and The Simpsons. The game is due out on 27th of September 2015 for the Wii U, PlayStation 3 and 4, and Xboxes 360 and Xbox One. I've seen the trailer of this. Yeah. And I've also yes. seen the game footage. Okay, yeah, they did a little 
skeletal panel with yeah. um, Capaldi, Coleman, and uh, Missy, um, what's her name? I'm not too sure how uh, well this is. Uh, this is a room I've taken, but all the doctors would be voiced. Capaldi has recorded exclusive dialogue for it, mm-hmm. but the others, it's going to be archive dialogue. Yeah, I heard a bit of John Hurt's voice in yeah. it during regeneration. Yeah. yeah, you start off playing as the Torth Doctor, but yep. if you die, you regenerate into the First Doctor. Okay, I'm sure I got that wrong somehow, but again, okay. <laughs> no, you, you, you go through. So if you yeah. want to, as it says, if you want to play Capaldi again, you have to get the character to commit suicide thirteen <laughs> times until he gets round to Capaldi again. <laughs> but the interior of the TARDIS will match the Doctor you're playing at the time. Okay. Hmm. They put a lot of work into it. Oh, God, yeah. There's a little K-9, yeah. too, and yeah. uh, yeah. a, uh, can ride around on the back of K-9, apparently, or the back of the Dalek, too. You can ride around on the back of the Dalek, yeah. I can, I'm looking forward to this. I really want this, but I can see it's going to be a money pit. I think I saw a price of $85 yeah, for, the, for the Wii U version. Yeah. 95 for the uh, so you got, Xbox mm, One and Because uh, you will have the basic game, which I believe will have Batman, and Wild Stallion and Wild Star, isn't it? So Wild Star and Gandalf in it. Yeah. And then you get the add-on packs which you can plug into the game to mm. for the inter, uh, the other characters. Yeah. And yeah. particular missions concerning those characters. Yeah, and you get a bit of hardware which obviously allows yeah. you to put the characters on it. Yeah. A bit like the thing from uh, Five Doctors you put all the characters on. <laughs> yeah, the game pack. Yeah. <laughs> the game disc. So yeah. it's definitely going to be a Christmas present then. I think I might wait until the price drops. Yes. But mm. it will be certainly in there somewhere. I don't think I'll wait till Christmas. September. I can't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wait till Christmas. The price may have dropped by then. Oh, wouldn't hold your breath. New Year, maybe. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sapphire and Steel. <laughs> Are being reassigned? Mm, maybe. Doctor Who's Neil Cross hired the rings of Akatan. The rings of Akatan, and not to mention creator of the BBC's Luther, is working on rescuing ITV's Sapphire and Steel for TV. Cross explained the series. Sapphire and Steel is a late 1970s science fiction horror show which had an incredibly low budget. (laughs) I think that's an understatement. (laughs) So every single episode was a bottle episode where the enemy is time itself. (laughs) So it would tell ghost stories and monster stories. But in every episode, somehow, time was the villain. (laughs) From 2004 to 2008, big finished release and audio play Play series replacing Joanna Lumley's Sapphire with Susanna Harker and David McCallum's Steel with David Warner. Mm-hmm. It is likely that a new TV series would recast again. Mm-hmm. According to Cross, there's a broadcaster in the UK that's very, very keen to do it. Could that be ITV? Mm. What would the new format be? 45 or 90 minute stories? Will this actually get off the ground at all? Time will tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, hope they do. I hope yeah. it, would be, it would be nice mm, yes. to see what it would have been like, would be like under a big budget now. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be that big a budget. No. The point is, it is contained. You're in a yeah. haunted house sort of situation. Yeah, it was yeah. to rip off the Doctor Who analogy. It was based under siege. It was a small group yeah. people mm. cut off from the outside through various methods. And we know he can do it because he wrote Hyde, which is yeah, very much a Sapphire story. Oh, I, I mean that, that was the thing I liked that was the beauty 
quality of sapphire and steel even though it was you know low budget and they only used a couple of sets i mean they used them to very good effect yeah you know, mm. to give you that feeling of claustrophobia and, yeah. this, uh, and things waiting to leap out of the darkness mm. it did raise what is it pacing to an art form oh yeah Somewhere. oh very but much so yeah that was part and parcel of it mm. yeah that would be different now i'm sure I mean, I, it, yeah it would have to be retooled and rejigged for a new audience but you mm. could still drop a lot of tension in 45 minutes yes oh, good grief, yeah. oh yeah That's i mean how would they bring sapphire and steel back because at the end of the series well they were trapped in yeah trapped in a single this, room somewhere in eternity this depends yeah. it depends they were trapped in a room somewhere in eternity but if you fold in the big finish mm, yeah there will always be a sapphire there will always be a steel there will oh, be right. different mm. iterations mm. of the character depends yeah yeah <laughs> because of the way the sapphire and steel audio series ended yeah it may be that that isn't true but <laughs> yeah mm. you don't know yeah that, so that it was... may not be the necessarily the same characters yeah but i mean he's just a different incarnation of a, sapphire a, and an steel. iteration yeah. Mm. yeah yeah because they're not human they're, oh, good they're good, no. something other yeah so yeah who knows how it works Mm-hmm. And hopefully they won't try to explain it either. Yeah, because that's <laughs> yeah. it. It was never explained except for your opening spiel. Yeah, and, and you the, didn't even mm. really know what powers they had a lot of the time. No. Some they showed off, but you had the feeling they had more. But Yeah, it, it depended on what was needed mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true, yeah. Uh, yeah, if I hope if it mm. ever yeah. happens, but yeah. we'll see. But without Bert the Janitor or rolling the <laughs> opening titles. <laughs> <laughs> they can CGI Bert the Janitor now. Well, <laughs> with the little wobbling. Yeah, well, I hope they keep the, uh, the opening spiel. Yes, mm, yes. Because yeah. they did for the big finish, didn't they? They, they, they lifted they it, it, exactly, they lifted yeah. it in, in entirety. Yeah, I'm sure they redo the music, but uh, yeah. hopefully not too much. I mean, that's it, because I, mean, I, I feel that uh, Joanna Lumley and uh, David McCallum, they very much made the roles their own. Oh, yeah, definitely. He did, although the big finish ones also mm. did a great job. Yeah. All right, any addendums? Uh, Keith, you're looking rather sheepish. I have an addendum. Yes. I, I am not sure if this is the correct place for this addendum, <laughs> uh, considering the age range of some of our listeners a big throbbing addendum <laughs> it, it, it is it could be said a big throbbing addendum and it's not really science fiction it's more also, well it could be science fiction but it's it's science probably will be yeah is it thrusting its way into the news <laughs> because of the nature of this addendum i have to explain how i stumbled across yes. it uh-huh. mm-hmm. a couple of the websites i frequent is what is it gizmoid gizmode gizmodo gizmodo thank you i can never pronounce it correct gizmodo and they concentrate on uh, science, gadgets, Android apps, things coming mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, they have a section which can only be described as what the frack. <laughs> okay, yeah. What the flip. Yes. Yeah. And in this section, they posted an article that a Kickstarter is in operation to film the first zero G porno <laughs> are you sure it's the first one <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm not sure if they're National making a bit of money on the side though. yeah yeah. I, I think there's more home movies than anything uh, else it's yeah. just, uh, I'm not sure if it's it's to uh, charter uh, an extended flight aboard the Vomit Comet I expect so or yeah. to yeah. get them up actually up into the ISS space station that would cost yeah but yeah as I said, <laughs> double this, figure millions <laughs> this, yeah. this is a Kickstarter campaign I think it was thought up or created by a web-based uh, uh, series called Pornhub. 
that gives you the idea of um, sort of the mental attitude there. And you can have uh, for various donations. I think it was... You uh, can donate, can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Money, money. Money. It's a Kickstarter. So you donate money and um, you can get, uh, I think it was for $20, you get something like a certificate that you could hang above your fireplace. <laughs> With immense pride, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, $50, there was a, a limited edition t-shirt for a hundred <laughs> $100 there is your name in the credits right and and f- probably the most disturbing one for me mm-hmm. is yes. i think it was for 150,000 credits you can get the used space suit okay and underwear <laughs> of it after the production okay. yeah yeah there again i don't think a spacesuit will be used for very long <laughs> no no i mean given the very nature the of, given the very nature of the film right. it'll be divested as quickly as possible it's probably yeah yeah so uh, make that of it as you will I, i'm now glad that we don't have ladies or scott here and i feel <laughs> vaguely embarrassed <laughs> yeah, yeah. there again could you imagine any sort of self-respecting porn film stars or undergo going sort of six months of training at Baikonur. <laughs> Depends how much they're getting paid. Well, that's yeah. it. She says it's going to be sort of quick 20-minute <laughs> flight in one of the older sort of free-fall airplane drops, and that's pretty much it. I expect so. Mm. I expect so, yeah. Bit of faking it as well. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> Zero G, that is. Did you, did you have to? <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> I have one a little more wholesome uh, bit of a addendum oh, here. Thank you. Uh-huh, yes. Thank you. Change the subject rapidly. Yep. To children's uh, TV program, uh, Danger Mouse. Oh! As we know, it's been revived. Yep. Coming along soon. They've added a couple more people to it. Oh. So we've already got Alexander Armstrong. Yes. DM himself. Yeah. Kevin Eldon as Penfold. Stephen Fry. Oh. I think he's Colonel Casey. Yeah. I don't know. That that would work. Would. But we now have Lena Headey oh. from Game of Thrones yes. and uh, Serial Chronicles and uh, yeah. Dread and etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et and John Oliver oh. from mm. Community and yes. uh, <laughs> Last Week Tonight or whatever it's called yeah. in, in yeah. the States. Oh. <laughs> and there, there is some a bit of footage oh. up of the opening credits. I shall have to mm. locate yeah, that. Yeah, that. Oh. Yes. Mm. looks quite good. I have a second addendum. Oh, I, have, yes. I think we may have heard me mentioning Lock and Key by Joe Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. A mm. couple of times. Yes. It's a series of graphic novels, mm. very good very mm-hmm. creepy was attempted to may- be made into a TV series by yes. Fox much to the great critical acclaim of the fans from the places it was shown so they shelved it of course of course audio no it's not audio go it's audible yes uh, audible. Am- the Amazon no Amazon owned yes Amazon owned download uh, system they are going to be creating a audio play of I think it's just the first book at the moment I'm not sure if it's all of them but the first okay. book of Lock and Key mm, oh excellent which, and at the moment, if you pre-order from them, I you, have. G- you get it for free. Ooh. Yeah, it's rather bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? That, that's it. I've, I, it's out there. It's. Kind of, I think it's uh, December release, they said. Oh, I didn't know. No- November, December, I think. Somewhere I saw it was free and thought, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's free until about then, and then you've got to buy it. Yeah, oh. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I pointed it out to Adam, and as he has just informed us, he's already got it yep. on pre-order. <laughs> I myself have it on pre-order. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the link in the show meant to be 
meant to be a cast of 50? 50? 50? I think there aren't 50 characters in the first book, I don't book, know. Are I don't know, but there's there's quite a few a few gnomes in there. Whole Joel Osmet. Oh, um, Haley Joel Osmet from yeah, AI. Um, AI. Yeah. Sixth Sense. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. He's he's on, on it. Uh, you've also got uh, Joe Hill is voicing a couple of characters. The artist is voicing a couple of characters. And Joe Hill's father is going to voice a character. Oh, okay. Stephen King. Oh, okay. That's, that's his father. <laughs> right. So, yes, let's look out for that. That's one I do recommend. Mm. Are we addendum out? I think so. I think mm. so. I shall probably remember another addendum, but it will probably be three o'clock in the morning and mm. I shall sit bolt upright and yes. get punched by the wife. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's another one, but never mind. Yeah. Wait till <laughs> next time, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation, we've been watching a DVD. We have. We have. We have indeed, yes. yes. Or in my case, I've been reading the book. Ah. You see, I cheated. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been watching War Games without a the. Yes. Ah. Which one's which? Uh, this is the film. The film. Ah. Right. Ah. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that book, so I've watched the DVD. Would you like a nice game of chess? Right, when when was this? 1983, 1983 yes. yes. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this time, definitely. Yeah. What is the basic, stripped-down, bare-bones plot? Well, a young computer hacker. You know, what's his name? Matthew Broderick, you mean the actor mm, or the yes, character? Uh, the character. Oh, the character, God knows. <laughs> <laughs> David uh, Lightman, apparently. Lightman, yes. He's um, well, a school kid who likes, well, he, you could say he's a very early hacker, yeah, for want of a well, better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. not that early, but yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he likes breaking into computer systems, especially uh, sort of computer systems for uh, games that he can play on his very antiquated home computer. <laughs> State of the art at the time. Well, yes. for 1983. But in this instance, he hacks into a top-secret military hardware. Mm. It's mm. a whopper. Yeah, a whopper. Kept thinking of the Burger King each time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of tie in there. Yeah. Yes, and he inadvertently starts the countdown to World War Three. Dun dun dun! So, our thoughts on war games? I think it's the first one that brought hackers to the public conscience. Okay, maybe it's it, yeah one of the first. You know, it's, until yeah. that until that point, shone a bit of a light on uh, mm. that. Yeah. Underground movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been around since the kind of late 70s. It, it's been, it's been around time. since we computers have been around. Mm, yeah. Dial up computers have been around. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. it's the first one that actually brought it to the fore of the human co- uh, public's conscience at that yes. point in time. Yeah. And yes, it the basic story hasn't dated this is doing quite no. well. But the, the trappings, the technology, the Oh good gracious. Well, yes. well, the technology. I'm glad in a way that they did for the most part, <laughs> use the tech of the time and not yes. try to yeah. 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 futurise, because that oh, would look really dated. Yeah. Yeah, that, it that looks dated as it is, yeah. but yeah. at least it looks set in its It ties time in with yeah. the time that it was filmed, yes. There, there are, obviously, there are a couple of things which are pushing credibility at the time. Well, the, uh, what, the voice the synthesis, yeah. for example, um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, you can do it now, but back then, every terminal seemed to have a built-in yeah, every voice terminal. synthesizer for yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. And every terminal. <laughs> the AI would be hard-pressed to do it today, <laughs> yeah. 30-odd yeah. years later, let alone yeah. back then. Yeah. Uh, natural language uh, Ahead of uh, their understanding time. is very difficult to do. Um, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, back in the early 80s, I imagine sort of programs for speech synth- synthesis were very, well, very limited, to say the least. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, they were, but they mm. did exist. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, so that means well, there were a couple of scenes I could feel my eyes misting over. <laughs> like in the amusement arcade. <laughs> yes, where I could actually see an old Galaxian machine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the first tr- you know, yeah. Tron video games You should have seen well. him. He was bouncing up and down on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tron! It's Tron! <laughs> I saw that when I first saw the film. Back then. <laughs> if I may refer to one of the articles I wrote for Staggering Stories about the game on exhibition. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many of those games that I played in my halcyon days when I was a teenager, I played up at the game on exhibition up at the science, London Science Museum sort of several years ago. Yeah. And there were museum pieces. Yeah. Oh, they are, yeah. yeah. That, that's worrying, that is. <laughs> yes. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that must be weird for somebody of today's generation mm. oh, yeah. generation to watch this film yeah people going to an arcade yeah to, yeah, to play, play computer video games, games. Yeah. yeah you just sit at home more on your mobile yeah. phone or whatever yeah. well, if you look look at it the visuals you had for galaxcon mm. uh, yeah. galaxon was yeah. what you're the visuals that you'd be acceptable for a mobile phone now but oh, not a oh, big mobile phone yeah. is much better yeah but not a that. big <laughs> and not a big computer mm. no yeah even mobile phones can do 3d mm. graphics now yeah. yeah quite well that is is part of its age. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that um, again, I think this is one of the first ones that also shone the light on uh, Cheyenne Mountain in okay. Republic yeah. Mansions. Pre-Scar, uh, Star- Star- Stargate, yeah, because yeah. uh, just just underneath NORAD yes. is, is mm-hmm. the Stargate chamber in Colorado Springs. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a real place, apparently. Yeah, well, as I said, this is the one, the first one that I noticed. Mm. Cheyenne Mountain. I wonder if they really filmed there, or just found a, another underground bunker whose entrance look similar <laughs> and, why, and why on earth would they have guided tours around a top secret <laughs> military base I mean yes. it's NORAD for goodness sake I mean the heart of the North American defence system I bet they did yeah I've yeah. had some tours around places which he know, has yeah. members of the public aren't allowed and yeah. you do get to see a lot of this stuff yeah. Yeah. sorry I couldn't get in contact with you I was changing a few kits a little bit of kit in a nuclear bunker what yeah I have been in a, the old nuclear bunker yeah that's the size of I mean okay in the film you have people from Birmingham Alabama yeah. I mean, sort of nowadays, if that was to happen, sort of... I mean, Birmingham. Mm, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. I mean, you get sort of tour buses turning up at the place, for goodness sake. I mean, just wearing, some guy wearing a headscarf and carrying an AK-47 on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's also the uh, convenient technology of the door locks being yes. sound activated. Mm. Yeah, that we, did push credibility a bit. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they needed to get him out of there, and that was just... So he recorded the sound the of sound the door keys. Yeah, the sound, mm, the tonal yes. sound of the door lock. Playing that back, unlock the door, which yeah. doesn't make much sense, but yeah. you know, they, you get, he you was gotta... stuck there and they needed a way to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> even okay, the fact... It was, con- it was rather convincing. Yeah. yeah, even the fact that Whopper, the military's most important computer, is connected up to a landline via a modem. <laughs> mm, and, yeah. With, and, with the, such limited security on it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget he had a face as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes, little LEDs for eyes. and uh, Yeah, a little yeah. wavy line for yeah. the mouth, where the mouth would be. It, it is easy to look at it and poo-poo the lack of security. Yeah. But back in those days, they really didn't have a clue. No, no. <laughs> security, they really didn't. Uh, uh, you had a bit with Matthew Broderick's character hacking the payphone. The phone, yeah. And people really did that, and they, they did it with whistles. Yeah. You could, uh, phone freaking, you could, if you whistled the right tone, you could get free long-distance calls, stuff like that. Yeah. This is how really nobody thought about security at all back well, then. You, uh, <laughs> as with everything, all your well-laid plans, whatever, how, however meticulously planned, come a cropper when it meets the enemy. Oh, yeah. The, it, th- yeah. the enemy will do things that you don't expect, or you yeah. haven't thought of. And of course, they did immediately think it was the Russian somebody who had broken into their... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, that, although I've lived through the era it shows the actual paranoia 
Mm. Of the year, I oh, agree yeah. with you. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, Cold War paranoia going on. Yeah. Yeah, always yeah. oh, completely. It's definitely of that Reagan style yeah. era, isn't yeah. it? It's a definitely. World War's round the corner. Yeah. And you can actually believe, and I'm sure it did happen, where things just got misconstrued and the DEFCON did go up. Yeah. And then the mm. enemy saw that, saw the movement of the American troops and they put up theirs up. And it, yeah, it's, so you, yeah. Up and up, yeah. It's like the missile crisis. Yeah. Cuban missile crisis, that sort of thing. It, yeah. That sort of stuff did happen and it's scary, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, I think, just recently declassified documents that uh, we went to DEFCON 2 or DEFCON 3 twice due to birds bird swarms the yeah. computer identified them as airplanes yeah they just or the radar mind you you talk yeah. about all nuclear fallout and bunkers and stuff like that I mean where I used to live in London just over the road I mean okay there was a block of flats but there was a rumour going around that was, there was a nuclear bunker underneath it yeah wouldn't be surprised most of them have been sold off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> underground apartments <laughs> yes <laughs> yes well, and uh, one thing you know, one very personal point you did you know, sort of bring up when we were watching the film was Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, with with repeated attempts to hack into the system. Oh god, yeah. It would have set alarm bells ringing. Yeah. yeah. You think so? But again, I wouldn't be surprised if that didn't happen. Mm, Uh, I've seen many a system where it's open up to the internet and people can just continue try to attack it, and there's no attempt to warn anybody that these attacks are going on. There's left to continue try to break the password. Yeah, and that's the thing. Sort of uh, in the film, the uh, password Joshua. With such a a sensitive computer system, would there be such an easily guessable backdoor to it? I'm, uh, again, yeah. down to the period, mm, yes, yeah. I would say yes, and down to the fact that it was something personal to the inventor. Mm, yeah. And as Adam said, there are still various backdoors that people put into programs now. It's not uncommon, even nowadays, for big uh, people like Cisco and people like that to, to admit that, yes, a backdoor has been found, that they put mm. into their into yeah. their routers or whatever, mm, and they've nice. got to take it out. Yeah. And all these routers around the world are just open up because this uh, backdoor had been found by somebody. Yeah. Just, uh, decompiling it. It's it's scary, but it does happen. (laughs) Even now, even when people should know a lot better. Yeah, well, some people do, but as you said, accidents happen, you forget, or you just don't expect people to put that amount of research in. Um, Another interesting fact about the time is, didn't he ever pay a phone bill? (laughs) Because all of this computer was on dial-up, he seemed to have his own phone line he did with his own yeah but he did explain Kapler modem yeah. he did explain in the film that he, he, he found a way around it so. yeah yeah he probably managed to hack the uh, the phone company or something who knows I think this film was the one which created the term war dialing. Yeah. Hmm. Where you just set computers to just dial ah, right. through the numbers. But that is, is alleg- a- allegedly, Robin. that's what killed Robin. Robin? Yeah. Batman and Batman and Robin. Yeah. The Jason Todd Robin. Right. They ran a story where he was going to die. Yeah. And they let the readers decide. Phone this number, he lives. Phone that number, he dies. Mm-hmm. Reputedly, somebody set their computer up to phone that number where he dies, Constantly. <laughs> Expensive, but if you're that determined. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the, it's, it's the reverse of, of war dialing, but it's constantly yeah. phoning the number. Yeah. But yeah, it has dated. Visually, it's dated, but it's still an enjoyable film. 
filmed. Still, mm. oh, very much. So, yeah. it, it, it had something to say, like I said, something to say very much about the time, and arguably about our time now. Things yeah. have got a bit frosty again. So. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> reputedly we're better, but you know, you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes in the halls of power. No, you don't. No, <laughs> you only find out about it twenty years down the line when various things are declassified, <laughs> if ever. Yeah, oh yeah, mm, well, fifty year rule on this stuff. Yeah, it's the fact that uh, something we pointed out at the time is the news report. <laughs> yeah, about the, of the oh, night good before, grief, yeah. oh, night straight after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah just before the weather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went up to DEFCON three or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't tell the press that. <laughs> no, <laughs> panic on the oh, streets. Yeah. How, how to cause mass hysteria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, today the security state of the yes, or the US was the you know, raised, you know, raised to a DEFCON 3. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now here's the weather in your region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike Skynet, which is, you know, has a similar idea of yeah. a computer that's plugged into all the nuclear weapons and control it, this one, the computer turns out to be a good guy. Yes. Mm, yeah. yes. The computer comes up to the conclusion that actually nobody wins. Yeah. Mm. There's no win scenario. Not worth playing the game. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, it learns the concept of uh, mutually assured destruction exactly, and how yes. futile it is. Yeah. yeah. Best don't fire ever. Yep. Mm, Even it. if they're firing you, just don't fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. wonder. One th- one thing I think is all that did sort of spring into my mind while watching the film. One of the staff at NORAD has his finger poised over the button. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. As, yeah. I, as I said to everyone who was watching the film, what happened if that guy was to sneeze? You go <laughs> sneezing fit. Yeah, yeah. there's a really good reason to have those guards over the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't take it off till you're really ready to press it. Um, <laughs> last final bit for me. I don't can't remember all of them, but there was very quite a few familiar faces scattered throughout this film. Yes, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. Um, Liam McGarry I mean, at the beginning there. Yeah. What I mean by familiar faces is they're bit part actors, but they've been a a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Who do we have here we might recognise? Uh, John Spencer, as I mentioned, who yeah. you know, he plays Leo McGarry in the West Wing. West Wing. Um, Michael Enzen, and he was in Ghostbusters and he did uh, Next Gen, yeah. didn't he? Ali Sheedy. Mm. Yeah. But I can't remember, there was one guy... Um, I recognised him from V. He appeared in a couple of episodes, yes. quite a few mm. long-running parts mm. of, of V. Much more familiar faces and names, but yes. Yes. John Wood. Should I know John Wood? The uh, Falcon guy. He British had one actor. of those faces. Yeah. 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 He's been in a lot of theatre over here. Um, I'm quite, quite amused by uh, my Matthew Broderick's girlfriend seemed to have a thing for this <laughs> 50-year-old guy. <laughs> yeah, the the old man. Father figure. Yes. It's a bit... Yeah, so... Um, oh, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's noted for uh, Shakespeare more than anything else yeah did the avengers 67 do much Kavanaugh. he's been loads of stuff yes foils mm. war lewis he's been around a bit yeah and the avengers movie as well i'll try not to hold that again <laughs> anyway it just about gets to the point of being science fiction with yeah. some of the ai it's, stuff it's mm. one foot in the future about 10 minutes yeah. in the future yeah yeah but only just only just it's more of a cold war paranoia thriller yeah oh yeah like i said very much a film of its time oh very much but so, yeah. i enjoyed it mm, i enjoyed yes. it on rewatch mm. even uh, only just for the nostalgia factor oh yeah, it's mm. nice little yeah, nice welcome blast of nostalgia especially what, look at the size of that floppy what the hell <laughs> oh yeah 12 inch floppy discs yeah it's uh, yeah. in all those video games yep And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation, each one of us presents a selection of what has been washing up on our auditory and literary shores in Flotsam and Jetsam. It gets very flowery, doesn't it? 
Okay, let's have a look. Bookwise, I haven't been doing a lot. I've been between books. I've mostly been reading the target novelization of War Games <laughs> recently instead of watching. That's for the review later. Okay, by <laughs> Terence Nonick. Yeah, 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 by Terence How does he smell? Terrible. Uh, I have been catching up with humans. Oh, yes, I haven't seen Sundays yet. Yeah, I've so yet. I'm on behind. I've yet to see Sundays. Because we were watching War Games. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, I was watching. I was here watching War Games. That is intriguing me it's got yeah. and it's Very it's good. again shows humanity in quite a poor light <laughs> yes it seems that certain things haven't changed since the roman period with mm, slaves yes. and yeah given the option well, apparently the uh, scandinavian version that the uh, Ch- channel 4 version yeah. was derived from is a lot more racier yeah oh, uh, really? i can imagine mm, yeah I can imagine. Else. <laughs> it, it has potential to be mm. and i think i managed to catch for the first time agent carter on fox ah yes Roman agent fox carter has officially started in this country now yes finally yes I, i'm i'm watching that with exclusive bits from Hayley atwell i believe i believe so yes Ex- Exclusive yes. bits. Mm. Nothing wrong with a bit of an exclusive. Mm. Apparently, Hal Stark is going to be making an appearance in yes. the. Yes, I've seen it all already. Yeah, you, you've seen it all already. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, I it's didn't in- think you'd ever make it over here, so I didn't wait. <laughs> it is intriguing me. Well, I'll see how how it pans out, but mm. at the moment, there's enough there to keep dragging me back. Yeah. for more episodes. I think it starts off a little bit slow. You've got to introduce all the characters, yeah, the situation, yeah. but it does pick up, and she certainly gets a bit more uh, bottom kicky, uh, uh, aggressive. Mm. I believe yes. the word. Uh, also, I have much my charge and been following the trailers from comic-con because it was just been san diego comic-con yep where they they last weekend was it? yeah mm-hmm. throw everything all the new stuff out there and i've been looking through the trailers for that and there are a few things that interest me gone killjoys i've yet mm-hmm. to see if that starts over it started over here i think okay, it was killjoys um it's basically deep space bounty hunters ah. oh there is, okay yeah, i saw the trailer for that yeah there yeah. is a very very yeah, firefly vibe mm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the trailer that, that, yeah, that that is interesting me, and yep. also Ash v the Evil Dead. I saw the trailer for that one. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a great follower and lover of the original Evil Dead movies. Mm. I've never seen any of the films, but it's, it looks good from the uh, TV series. It, it looks very gory, but with a very strong yeah. twist of humour. They are they are sick. They are depraved. There is gore. There is blood. But my God, is the humour. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> when they when they redid recently, I think last year the year before they redid evil dead mm-hmm. remade it and they just stripped out all the humor mm. and it was yeah. it was no different from any other mm. slash, yeah, slash movie yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that that's what's been uh, occupying my time. Good to see they've Ooh. got Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell back, yeah. They've yeah. got Bruce Campbell, and they've also got Lucy Lawless in there as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's <laughs> those <laughs> two back together again. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> right, let me have a quick uh, think. TV wise, not a lot actually. Been going through a few DVDs, and there's sort of War Games is one of them. <laughs> Plus the Doctor Who War Games, which we shall be covering you know, very shortly. Yep. What else? Um, now that the uh, Saturday morning run of the first series of Thunderbirds are go is finished. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering when the uh, sort of oh, second uh, series is going 26 to 26 be... of them. It's not been half a year. No, it's 13. The 13. Yeah, 13 oh, they've okay. shown already. Okay. All right, what else? I have been turning my attention to the original series of The Outer Limits. Oh. Black and white? Black and white, oh, yes. black and white. Uh, well, not the, the colour yes. yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the 90s, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The original, you might say. Mm. Yes, as I say, I mean, I remember the last time I watched them was in the very early 80s when the BBC used to put it on at some ungodly oh, yeah. hour of the morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. so invariably I watched about 
about half an hour before turning off and falling, you know, sort of falling yep. asleep. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I mean, I mean, as I, as I stated previously, I mean, it, it provided a springboard for quite a few, um, you know, well-known characters. I sort of uh, the Shats, Leonard Nimoy, you know, mm-hmm. Robert Culp. Who else? Mm. I mean, uh, one one recent episode I saw had a very young David uh, David McCallum in it. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, the beast how, with six fingers. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So how does it differ from Twilight Zone? Um, the it's twi- very similar format, aren't they? The Outer Limits. It was very much a case of right. Let me sort of get the monster introduced in the first few minutes. Okay. Whereas uh, the Twilight Zone, I mean, it's more sort of fantasy, sort of supernatural and such. So. Uh, okay. But I thoroughly recommend it. I say a very welcome blast from the past. Um, Book wise, I'm over halfway through through Gr- <laughs> Green Mars by Kim Stanley <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Upcoming novels on my list. Uh, Greg Bear has got a new uh, novel coming out this month called uh, War Dogs. Uh, basically, it's military sci-fi, very much along the lines of um, Starship Troopers or uh, the Forever War. So, yeah, that's next on my uh, Amazon wish list. What else? Graphic novels. I'm going through something of a Michael Moorcock phase at the moment again. And um, one of the artists he was very much in cahoots with uh, was a guy called James Cawthorn. Yeah, so they were sort of very much peers, and they both had a very strong love for Edgar Rice Burroughs, sort of Tartan and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Which is how they got acquainted. And sort of obviously, when Michael Moorcock sort of started out with the new wave of science fiction with his Eternal Champion novels, mm-hmm. one of the primary artists he brought on board was James Cawthorn. And you know, the graphic novel I'm reading at the moment, well, just completed actually, is called The Crystal and the Amulet, which is the second uh, novel in the uh, Hawkmoon series. And as I say, I mean, it's not like today's graphic novels where they're very bright, very colourful. These are pen and and ink illustrations. Just looking at the detail, and it's absolutely fantastic. If you can get hold of a copy of these, either The Jewel in the Skull or uh, The Crystal and the Amulet or the earlier adaptation of uh, the Elric novel Stormbringer, I mean, they should be, you know, go to the uh, Savoy Books website. I mean, hopefully they should still be available. Yeah, so go and buy them. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's see what have I been doing. Humans again? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So brilliant stuff, I think. Very interesting to see where they go with that. Mm. Yes. I like the fact they're looking at all different aspects yeah. of mm. what it would mean to have android slaves or what have you in real life. Yeah. And it is today, but with androids. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Again, that takes a bit of a leap because you'd think <laughs> there'd be a lot of offshoots yeah. from the android technology which should affect the rest of the civilization, which yeah. it hasn't. Yeah. But ignoring that. It's, it's five minutes into the future again, mm. like oh, yeah. the yeah. war games. Really good. It can't be too far off the end by now. How yeah. are you in? Must be over halfway. Yeah, we're over halfway, I think. I think mm. another two episodes left. Talking of things finished, not sure if we mentioned it since it finished, but Jonathan Strange and Mr. Morrell has oh, finished. Mm, God, yes. Yeah, that was a brilliant one, that one. Yeah, yeah. that was very good. Very, very Recommend good. that if you get a chance. I'd be disappointed to read that she hasn't written no, a sequel no, yet. No, no. There is talk end, of one, but... does end on a cliffhanger. Oh, and very so much on a cliffhanger, yeah. Yeah, so we can't expect another series anytime soon. Although I gather the ratings were pretty abysmal. I don't know oh. why. Mm. Can't understand why, because it was really good. Really yeah. good quality, really real written. Mm. Yeah, oh, very everything. Much so, yes. Brilliant. That didn't seem to take for some reason, which is a shame. But the Blu ray and DVDs are out, I see. Mm-hmm. Add it to your Christmas Yeah, Christmas. if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I've also been watching a bit of Community Season 6. Oh. I'm two away from the end now. Oh. Probably, I assume this will probably be the final season, but you never know. With community Six days. seasons in a movie! There is talk for a film, but I, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. <laughs> still good. Uh, they've yeah. lost three of the regulars yeah. at this point, but they've still got it. Still really good. Good. I'll yeah. have to catch up with that one because I haven't seen any. Oh, haven't you? Okay. Yeah. I've watched five and six, four, five and six, really, in quite close succession. And four was noticeably inferior. Not terrible. Yeah. The bit when Dan Harmon wasn't there. You could yeah. tell him mm. Dan Harmon wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah, it's really picked up in five and six. Good, good stuff. 
Uh, also, I've started watching Constantine or Constantine. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yep. yes. TV series. Yeah, I've not seen... the film. I saw the film a long time ago. Yeah, and I I've didn't seen... think much of it. But... I've only seen two episodes of that. I'm gonna have to get, try to get back to it. Yeah, I'm into about four so yeah. far. Because at the moment over here, it's on Amazon Prime. Correct? Yes, Amazon are having their uh, Prime Day a couple of days as we record this. Yeah, so I signed up for Prime again. <laughs> it's a bit cheaper. <laughs> They yeah. gave a bit of a discount, so quite enjoying that. Good to, to see him a bit closer to, it, to the comics, I believe. Visually and character-wise, I Yeah, he's a little puddly and mm, yeah. British. Somewhat blonde, though clearly bleached, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. He's quite grim. Mm. They don't hold back, which is good. And the only other thing is Ted 2. <laughs> and again, it hasn't got great reviews, but it's not as good as the first. Yeah, it's just But then I'm, I didn't really expect it to be. I, I remember hard. you said mm, you, yeah. you were frightened that they'd used all their A-list material. Yeah. Yeah, it's still still very good, I think. Yeah. I never expected it to, to reach the heights of the first one, because it is unreasonable to expect him to. But still really enjoyed it, and good semi-cameo from Michael Dorn as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not going to spoil it, because yeah. you have to yeah. see it. But it ends up at Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> well, that should be good. Yeah. yeah. He's not playing himself, kind of. But a yeah. stylized version of himself. He's meant to be a different character. Oh? He's not He's not Michael Dorn, but Ooh, okay. it gets complicated by the end. <laughs> <laughs> is Flash Gordon in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam Jones or his name is definitely is in it so, yep. and uh, lot, the average the expected gross humour is all there and, mm, yep. Yep. I do recommend it although I say a lot of people have been a bit dismissive of it but I don't know what you what they expected really but. I'm sorry I'm just going to have to interject here I've just remembered yep. something else oh yeah yep. that I've been watching the trails for Con Man oh yeah yeah they did put a trailer out at Comic Con didn't yes, they yes yeah I've not seen that yet I, I backed it but I've not seen yeah, the trailer yeah no I've seen I've seen this and uh, it's something I want to watch in its entirety hmm did I? I think I signed up for the DVD level, Blu-ray level. I can't yeah. remember. I certainly get it via streaming. Yes. That's going to be a way off yet, but... Uh, yeah, no, but it, it looks tongue firmly planted in cheek. Oh, yeah, as you expect from those two, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tudic. Tudic. And uh, Fillion. Yeah. I think that's it for the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Going, going, gone. And now for our Doctor Who bit. Mmm. The... War Games. When you said the, you almost sounded like you underlined it. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. I did. With an apostrophe at the mm-hmm. end. Yes. The War Games. Mm. As opposed to War Games. Mark. Exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 250-odd minutes or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, that is... Yes. <laughs> It took me three nights to watch it. <laughs> I have, I didn't watch it because I know what such a large slab it is, and you need a week, sort of a, an episode, two episodes a night. I did pretty much two episodes a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so I just squeezing three. Yeah, knowing that I had the an EPUB copy of the Target book, mm-hmm. I read it during my work, lunch break at work. <laughs> Probably a lot quicker than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think it broke broke down to two chapters an episode. Okay, wow, okay. In, in the yeah. book. So a lot of the detail and description has just been cast aside. Was and it, it just yeah. sticks to the script. Okay, give us a plot synopsis. <laughs> Very quickly. They get captured a lot. <laughs> they do, they do. I think it's, it's basically they, they land in what they believe is World War Two. No, For World first, War One. sorry. World, World War, War I, I yes. mm-hmm. uh, get captured... 
discovered a whole load of anomalies, go through what is meant essentially a mist barrier and end up in um, Roman Roman period. Yeah. Come back and discover that they're not actually on Earth at all. They're in a gladiatorial games or a, a war game system mm-hmm. designed to enable the fittest and the strongest to be cooped at the end, to be incorporated into an army, to conquer the universe. Yes. Mm. When we say that they, it's a second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. Yes, yes. Second Doctor's final story. This yeah, is, this is well, not mm. counting any times of return for... Yeah, mm, no, this is the, the end of his tenure, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moffat has gone on a lot about finding Gallifrey is the new task of the Doctor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they of the Doctor was a watershed and everything has changed. This was the first time that's happened because this is literally the end of six years yeah because the mm. whole thing does change after this it does yeah potentially the second watershed after the first generation yeah which was obviously a big moment but this they're clearly thinking we come up to the end of our second doctor we don't know if we're gonna get renewed that, even. yeah that was mm. it they, they really didn't know let's go out in a big way let's mm. try to say a little bit of who the doctor is where yeah. he's from not too much and uh, introduce his people yeah mm. it, it time lords did, yeah it did encounter a major turn i i do like the fact that although the time lords have changed drastically the mm-hmm. look of them is still roughly the same the robes mm, yes yeah <laughs> we're, we're still very much a robed, superior mm. society. And the, reminds me the slightly of, imperious manner as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, reminds me a bit of Krypton from the uh, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. I can see where yeah, they are depicted as all-powerful, aren't yes. they? Yes, mm. yeah. They, it's only at this point, yeah. They have immense power. They can just stop time. They yep. can live virtually forever. Yeah, barring mm. accidents. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Which seems to be true. When, was, <laughs> when was the War Games um, screened and filmed? <laughs> 69? Mm. Yeah, it must be, because so, Percy was 70, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. April 69 to June 69. Yes. Yeah, so the impression I got when watching this, it was very prisoner-esque. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the, the topics of mind control. Yeah, the glasses. Yes, the glasses, very oh, much yes. so, yeah. Generals all have their monocles or spectacles. Yeah. Yes, yes. And um, even in the actual control room, those sort of shades that the uh, all the staff are wearing and yeah. such. That's very reminiscent of sort of certain scenes from Pat- yeah, the uh, Patrick McGowan series, that was. Mm. What did they do in Roman time? They didn't have glasses or monocles in Roman time, did they? Mm. No, I don't think we ever saw them. We didn't, but what mm. would they have done? Ooh. They used crystal-cut lenses. Yeah. Did they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe they had that then. Mm-hmm. Any earlier periods where they wouldn't have had? I don't know. <laughs> Anything like that? You're, you're not shown all the war zones. No. You're told all the war. They're mm. just introduced as and when they're needed. Yeah, so we had the First World War, though they were very coy about calling it the First World yeah. War. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a final episode or so, they actually mentioned it as... Yeah. First World War. But up till then, it's always the 1914 to 1918 mm, conflict. Yeah. Don't even say Great War. They're very, no. I don't know why they're quite so yeah, careful about, about the time that. period. Yeah. But mm. also, this is the first time uh, the Doctor had been dropped into, I don't want to say a modern war, but it's the, well, it near as. living memory from mm. Yeah, it would still, yeah. Be in, it'd still be in living memory. For some of the older people to, watching, to, clearly. Yeah, but, uh, to, to the older generation, the 60s or 70s. Mm. First time it would have been dropped into a modern war. They seem to have avoided it. 
until this point. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't go anywhere near the Second World War. No, 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 they didn't. Which would have been very surprising. Quite recent, you know. Well, it's only, it it would have only been what fifteen, twenty years. Twenty twenty-five. Mm. Yeah. So that would have been very recent. That would still been alive in the in the public's conscience. Yeah. Quite. They're very careful here. They didn't show too much of the war. It's sort no. of it's all implied. Well, again, it is. It's, so it's, you're at a kind of chateau or something like that. Yeah. You're not actually at the front no. line particularly. It says we do we do have a couple of scenes in the front because I think they land in no man's land. Mm. So mm. we've got a couple they, of scenes. They do make a brief foray into it. Yeah, you, you yeah. do have a couple of scenes in the trenches, but yes. the most of the action is relocated to the chateau yeah. or the various other time zones. A little bit difficult because every episode or twice an episode they get captured. Yeah. And yeah. escape. I, that, I was so tempted to go through and tie <laughs> How many times they got yeah. captured? <laughs> mean time to capture. It must yeah. be something like 15 minutes yeah. for the first mm, yeah. six or seven episodes. Well, that that's it. It's basically, it's an episode three dragged out to about eight episodes. It is, it is. But each time they, they mm. escape, go somewhere else, get captured again, they learn a little yeah, bit a more. A little bit more, yeah. Not much, mm, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you can yeah, you could have easily condensed that down. You but could have done, you yeah, could have done. I think they were, they were told just to pad it out until the end, because well, the budget. And... Well, it's because they, it was meant to be a six-parter and a four-parter. Yeah. But something fell through, so suddenly they had to do a ten-parter. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they had to make it work. <laughs> End of the season, no money left. That's it. What are we going to do? We've got no time. Make it work. That, that, that is seen, seen to be the mantra of Classic Who. Make it work. And they did. They did oh, a wonderful yeah. job, I think. Yeah. Well, again, it, it's it's not designed to be seen in one whole setting. It's designed to be watched over X amount of weeks. Mm, well, ten. ten. Yeah, ten, yeah, ten weeks. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's the problem, to, uh, for argument's sake, uh, Green Death. I do remember reviewing that for this podcast and watching it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, it's, oh, God, not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that you've got to keep in mind the nature of the broadcast, the nature of the mm. beast. Mind yeah. you, one thing I must bring to mind, as the saying goes, plagiarism is thy name. Right. A novel by Gordon R. Dixon written in 1977 called Timestorm basically follows the same concepts of the war games. Uh, the Earth has been sundered into various different time zones, mm. and each one of these zones is divided by, guess what, a mist wall. <laughs> oh, really? Mm, yes. It wouldn't be at all surprising. <laughs> I, I would like to point out to you to Nick from one person is plagiarism, to Nick from a lot of people is called research. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I'm dissing the novel, as a Sammy. I've got a copy of it. It's a very yeah. good novel, but the whole concept of different time zones, mist walls i thought hang on a second mm. i think at this point we should also address the character of the war chief the yes. war chief yes the war chief or the warlord no the war the war chief the ah. the other time lord he yes. reminded me of the supervisor in the control room in the village <laughs> <laughs> it's the war chief who was played by mr munford from Mentor ghost it's the second time that another one of the doctor's people has shown up now, um, After the meddling monk, you mean? Yeah, I, I don't know how well you're going to go along with this theory. Or uh, uh, but I, it was, I think, the role-playing game Facet produced. Right, yeah. In the late 80s. Mid-80s, whatever you say. Linked the meddling monk to the war chief to the master. Right. Mm. So the, the, <laughs> the, the monk and the war chief were early incarnations of the master. Here's a bit of a push, but it, it could be, I suppose it could be. Yeah, bit, yeah. yeah, it's the beard, it's the beard mm, that does yeah. it. But again, it's, it's the fact that uh, the Doctor and the War Chief confront each other as equals. 
Mm. You know, they both mm, very yes. much understand. All everyone else is underlings. They get in oh, the no. way. They're, they're primitives, not to be interfered with and to be disposed of because they're in the way. Yeah, I know that you don't get that much from the doctor's side, but certainly from the war chief's side. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The girl I was thinking of was um, his uh, de- his deputy or his underling, yeah. Yeah, the little girl with the glasses. Yes, yes. As I say, the security chief. Yeah, security chief. Security yes. chief. Yeah, yeah. He's, lots of chiefs. Mm. There are. He was brilliant. <laughs> Somewhat over the top way, but uh, yeah, oh, good it, it was a nasty yeah. piece of work. He really was. Yeah, been reading the reading up on the Nazi SS. I think. Mm, yes. mm. As I say, he reminded me of the uh, the supervisor in the uh, the uh, security supervisor from the village. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But as I say, so this guy is sort of nastiness. Yeah. Whereas the guy in the village was very cold and efficient. Yeah. This guy's nastiness. Pers- he, yeah, personified. He had a mean streak. Oh, in. good. Grief, yeah. yeah. Well, it served purpose. He needed to uh, mm. get the best of the best. Oh, yeah. Mm. Job, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah mm. That's it, yeah. Yeah, it's very much a, a clearing house. Yeah. And then you say we finally get the Time Lords. Yes. The Doctor mm. calls for help. Yeah. Yes. Mainly because he can't take everybody back to their own time. That's it. Mm. He, he, he solved the problem, but he can't sort the problem. Yeah. Yeah, particularly and, as he needs them not to remember. Yeah. Which obviously, the Time Lords can do really well. Yeah. As we yeah. find out with uh, Zoe and Jamie. That's it. We've made so much of uh, Donna, the fate of Donna Noble. Yeah. Uh, her, mm. Having her entire memories wiped. So, we, yes. mm. you know, everything she grew into yeah. wiped. But it also happens here, but it's yes. not dwelled upon. No. It's mm. just down to the. F- and was, I think yeah. the guy for Zoe, um, the guy who meets her in the corridor. Yeah, I can't remember the character's name or the actor's name, but he was the same character from her every, first story. Her first story. Yeah. They got him back. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice to see a glimpse of you know what is otherwise um, in a lost episode, the wheel in space. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that they they showed that, but also you know it's sad. Yeah. But, uh, mm. At least I remember meeting the Doctor in that first, first meeting. Day. Yeah. Mm. First. But don't have story. any memory of going away with him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a little something to leave them. Yeah, sort of leave them with. Yeah, yeah. they're not totally callous. Mm, yeah. No, do we bring up six B or? We can do. We can do because that was, um, I think, TV comic. It was the comic strip, but also the uh, two doctors. Have, two doctors, particularly. Yeah, yeah. It, it two doctors for the TV series, but it also had. I think it was the half a year we had Patrick Troughton on the, one of the comic strips exiled to earth but they hadn't regenerated he'd escaped oh really he was still, okay. he was still that that's where to be germinated and the fans have sort of hooked in to uh, doctors okay. into it as well his adventures after he's captured whether he's working for the cia or yeah yeah whatever, where he's yeah. made to go on adventures or yeah. made to go on missions should i say yeah and it is quite frightening or whatever what they did to the doctor yeah it started off mm. quite comical but then he's Literally, he's just got his body there with no head. Yeah, it's spinning, just spinning, <laughs> spinning out of control. And, and, and as I said, the way it finishes, you don't see who it's regenerated into. No. Just no. As, as you said, because of the situation at the time. Yeah, it's just that's it. End. Boom. Yeah. And then a completely new era. Because yeah, I don't mm. think they'd even cast John Purby at that point in time. Possibly not. I yeah. don't think. Probably not. Probably they were talking to the suits, yeah. saying we've got mm. this new concept. We'll be on earth yeah be much cheaper to do half budget yeah yeah, yeah we money. go to yeah. color so it's gonna cost mm. more money but it was yeah. okay we'd be on earth it's gonna be <laughs> yeah cheaper and we won't have two old companions who need pay rises where <laughs> <laughs> yeah whole new cast so we can start mm. them on a low yep. pay grade new cast uh, a lot of new production team obviously terrence sticks hangs around but, yeah because uh, this is when terrence sticks started being script editor mm. i don't think he was script editor 
up until this point. I could be wrong. I'm more than willing He's to He's uncredited that. script editor yeah. at this point, yeah. yeah. In that regards, it reminds me a lot of uh, the end of Tenants Run and the beginning of Matt Smith's run. Yeah. Complete break, Yeah, pretty much. Clear new Doctor, deck. new Companions, mm, yep. new production team to a large extent. Yeah. Bold stuff, though. Oh, God, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoyable in short, small doses. <laughs> yeah, as it should be watched. But yes. Some great characterization too. Oh, I think it's also the first time we have... Is it David or Michael Troughton? David Troughton. David Troughton. He was the lieutenant who got deprogrammed in the Shatter. Lieutenant. Sorry, Lieutenant, <laughs> who got deprogrammed in the Shatter. Yeah. It's just a shame that, um, you know, sort of fake Keith isn't here tonight because one of the uh, actors, one of the uh, US uh, Union soldiers, is uh, currently in EastEnders. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. I couldn't help but notice yeah. Colonel Crichton from Five Doctors. <laughs> Guy's barely changed in the... Yes. What was it? Carstairs, wasn't he? Played Carstairs? Yeah, Lieutenant yes. Carstairs, yeah. Yes. Bizarre. <laughs> I literally changed. Because, <laughs> okay, actually, I suppose there's only about 15-odd years between it. Yeah. It seems like a lot more, because it's black, black and white, and white yeah. and compared to that, to, to Five Colour. Doctors and the pace and everything, it's all changed. Yeah. But it's actually only about 15 years. But still, if it yeah. doesn't change much for 15 years. It's one of the ones that I, I must have watched, but I don't remember watching. Okay. I saw it back on VHS back in about 20 odd years ago. Yeah. I had the old well, so That's VHS it. It, it came the war chief. I. S- I identified the actor with Rent-A-Ghost, which oh, was yeah. on in the 70s. Mm, yes. yeah. And it came to a shock to me when, yeah. I, when I re-watched the video. It's a really nice piece of work. He is, yeah. Not at all like My it. God, he can act. Okay, he was grumpy in, in Rent-A-Ghost. But in, yeah, <laughs> no, no it, was, it was comedy grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Mika. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But also, as you uh, Philip Maddock. Philip Maddock is brilliant. That's again, that's another standout performance from him. Yeah, and is it the final penultimate episode? There's that confrontation between the Doctor and Philip. Yes. Brilliant stuff. Yes, yeah. Really good. You can kind of tell that it's their final story. They're really putting their all into it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. He's, he's, pulling, he's, he's going for it and pulling out the stones. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yes. All the actors, they, they know and they're really... Yeah. Well, as I said, it was the end of an era, both for the television programme and backroom staff. Yeah, that's been quite sad for, uh, for the regulars. Yeah. Particularly uh, Pat and uh, Fraser Hines, who've been in it for... How many years? Three years. I think yeah. three, four years. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fraser Hines joined on the second story. I think Troughton's second story. Yeah, and Troughton was he wasn't quite there for the beginning of the season, was he? No, but uh, it's a long time. Yeah, and back it. in those days, they did a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compared to it now, was virt- it was virtually all year. Yeah, they were working again, which started to change as we get into Pertwee. Yeah, but that's good stuff. Yep. And, uh, mm. Definitely pace yourself. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> de- well, I would recommend it, watching it, but mm. watch it mm. as it was broadcast. So do it and. Episode a night. Well, at least in bite sized chunks, anyway. Yes. Anyway, dear listeners, you've been writing to us. No, you haven't. Oh, we haven't? No. Why? Why have you forsaken us? <laughs> Is it something we've done? We can be nice, we can be pleasant, we can bring you things in I've just had a few dogs there without my bitch. <laughs> yeah, I heard a few dogs whining outside. <laughs> I was waiting for one of you to cut in. <laughs> no, no, it wanted to watch you suffer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bastard. So, if you have any comments, yeah, pleasant, rude, or just plain derogatory, please send <laughs> them. Pleasant. Mm, yeah, no, prefer- no, no, no. <laughs> That's no fun. Yes, please send them to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo. I did have a quick oh. message from, from Dave Keep, oh. who just said, uh, tell the other staggerers hi. Uh, uh, life is good. 
<laughs> so there we go. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying it over there. You bastard. <laughs> yes, out in the nice sunny Florida state. Yes. It's very overcast around here, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yes. yep. And muggy. <laughs> anyway. <gasps> What? I think we may have forgotten someone. I think there is. I think there is a message from someone. Mm-hmm. We and do have a message from from our dead. Is it from Fake Keith? Is it from Gosh? Is it from Gene? <laughs> no, 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 no. A message from the head of Pertwee. Oh, better say hello then. Hello, hello. hello the head of Pertwee and assorted plastic. Graham, good old Graham, Daleks. Oh, reminds me. And Uh-oh. assorted plastic towels. Yeah, all to be with. Crushed the box slightly. Oh. I went down to Forbidden Planet the other day. I picked up myself one of those pop figures. Yeah. It's a nebula. Nebula. Oh, dear. (laughs) Where's he raging for a little nebula? Is it a (laughs) bobble-headed nebula? A a jiggling nebula. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, the message from the head of Pertwee is... Now, remember that, and I want you all to follow his instructions. Mm. Why is Nebula's head completely out of proportion to her body? (laughs) That's how they are, these pop things. Mm, Uh, All about the head. Ah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, brother. We're going back to that. No, stop it. We're moving on from that. Time to lead us out, then. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So until that lascivious lassitude of laxity and laziness. I'm going nowhere near laxatives. (laughs) (laughs) Laxity. (laughs) Comes, um... Lolloping? Lolloping down upon us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Where is everybody? You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 215, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Where is everybody? We're alone. <laughs> lonely. We're so lonely. We're here all on our own. Welcome, welcome. Oh, I'll just wait until you've slurped your tea. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Real Keith is slurping his tea live on air. At least I didn't gargle. Mm. <laughs> I like porn, have eh? <laughs> Spit or swallow. Nice. Uh, get on. <laughs> yes. Well, what with the women not here, so we can't mm. get sidetracked and, <laughs> yeah. and taken into distracting conversations, or in some cases, <laughs> bitch fights. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to put that on the end, aren't you? Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Quite for truth. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> It's just that you mentioned Michael Dawn. He's in the trailer as well. Oh, is he? Okay. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Dawn's still trying to get his Captain Wharf thing off the ground. (laughs) Never going to happen. It's never going to happen. (laughs) No mollusks were harmed during the making of this podcast. You say that.